Parents have the most grave obligation to do everything in their power to ensure their children's physical, social, cultural, moral, and religious upbringing. By the time a Catholic enters adulthood, they are more likely today than ever to stop following their Catholic faith. We must work together to turn this around. Do you find it difficult to find time to teach your children the faith? Is it hard to find the right way to teach your children the faith? Are you ready to take more responsibility to help the children you know prepare for eternal life in heaven? You've come to the right place, and I'm here to help. This is All About My Catholic Faith, a podcast series to help you learn your faith and inspire you to better share the faith with those you love. And now, it's time for All About My Catholic Faith. This is lesson number nine. Today we continue our lessons about the teachings of the Catholic Church. You know, I really hope that you are learning something new or renewing what you already know. Today's lesson is called The Holy Spirit and Grace. We learned in a previous lesson that there are three persons in our one and only true God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Today we're going to learn some more about the third person of the Blessed Trinity, the Holy Spirit. So here's a few questions for you to think about while you listen to this lesson. Number one, what is the work of the Holy Spirit? How can we come and drink of the Holy Spirit? Explain the three symbols of the Holy Spirit. Why does our Lord call grace living water? What would happen to our soul without living water? When we say the Apostles' Creed, we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit. So let's read from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 7, verses 37 to 39, to start learning a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood up and exclaimed, Let anyone who thirsts come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within him. He said this in reference to the Spirit that those who came to believe in him were to receive. There was, of course, no Spirit yet, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. So Jesus is telling us here that if we believe in him, that the Holy Spirit will be within us. Think about your soul as a garden. You know, all flowers and plants need to be nourished in order to live. The greatest nourishment that a plant can get is water. The Holy Spirit, as Jesus tells us, is the living water. This living water gives the plants of our souls what it takes for them to live. When the Holy Spirit is within us and is nourishing our soul, we call this the life of grace. Jesus invites us to let the Holy Spirit, the living water, flow into our soul. 
We can accept this by praying to and listening to God. And when we receive the sacraments such as baptism, confirmation, penance, or confession, anointing of the sick, holy orders, and marriage. We most especially receive the gift of the living water, the Holy Spirit, when we go to Mass and receive the Holy Eucharist when we are without mortal sin in our life. Throughout the Bible and history, there are three other symbols that represent the Holy Spirit. The dove, which is a symbol of love. Tongues of fire, which are also symbols of love. And the wind, the breath of God, and a symbol of unseen power and love. I hope you'll learn a little bit more as I answer these following questions. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God and is the third person of the Blessed Trinity. The Holy Spirit is the love between the Father and the Son. What does the Holy Spirit do for the salvation of mankind? The Holy Spirit gives us grace, which is the living water of Christ within us. How many types of grace are there? Well, there are two types of grace. One is sanctifying grace, and the other is actual grace. What does sanctifying grace do for us? Remember, when we talked about baptism, that's when our souls are given sanctifying grace. Sanctifying grace makes us holy and pleasing to God. It also makes us children of God. Sanctifying grace makes us temples of the Holy Spirit and gives us the right to make it into heaven. Okay, so what is actual grace? Well, actual grace is the special help that God gives us that helps to enlighten our mind and makes us stronger to resist evil and to do good. What are the main ways that we can receive grace? Well, the best ways to receive grace are praying, receiving the sacraments, and most importantly, receiving Holy Communion at Mass. So, listen to this Bible reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verses 1 through 12, where Jesus promised that we would have the Holy Spirit. In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught, until the day he was taken up, after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs, after he had suffered, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, Suddenly, two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, 
Why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath's day journey away. Here's more from the Acts of the Apostles. When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in different tongues, as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one of them heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded, and in amazement they asked, Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his own native language? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is made to you and to your children, and to all those far off, whomever the Lord our God will call. He testified with many other arguments, and was exhorting them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about three thousand persons were added that day. They devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles and to the communal life, to the breaking of the bread, and to the prayers. All came upon everyone, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their property and possessions and divide them among all according to each one's needs. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple area and to breaking bread in their homes. They ate their meals with exultation and sincerity of heart, praising God and enjoying favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. All right. Well, very good. So let's have some questions. (laughs) I know you're looking forward to this. Let's start off with some true and false questions. Number one, the Holy Spirit is the first person of the Blessed Trinity. Well, now remember, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Holy Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The third person. Second question, the Holy Spirit gives us the gift of grace. That is true. The Holy Spirit does give, to, give us the gift of grace. Number three, sanctifying grace comes and goes as we need it. No, that's false. Sanctifying grace we get at baptism. And the grace that comes and goes as we need it to make us stronger and to resist evil and to do good, that grace is called actual grace. Number four, Christ called sanctifying grace living water. That's true. He did. And we get this grace only by prayer. No, prayer is one way to get it. Another way is through the sacraments of the church, and most especially by going to Mass and taking the Most Holy Eucharist at Communion. Okay, so here's some fill-in-the-blanks. What person 
is the Holy Spirit in God? Well, the Holy Spirit is the third person in God. The Holy Spirit gives us the gift of what? Yeah, you got it. The gift of grace. The Holy Spirit gives us the gift of grace. Jesus called this gift of the Holy Spirit living water. Number four, sanctifying grace makes us what of the Holy Spirit? Well, sanctifying grace makes us temples of the Holy Spirit. It's like we're a house. We're a home to the Holy Spirit. The the Holy Spirit will live within us. And number five, the special help that God gives us when we need it is called actual grace. Remember, sanctifying grace is the grace we get at baptism, and actual grace is the grace that we get through prayer, through asking Jesus for help in prayer, by going to Mass, by taking the sacraments, and that grace, the actual grace, gives us strength to do good and to resist doing bad things. All right? You know, I hope that you learned a little bit more about the Holy Spirit and grace. Just like you can and should pray to the Father and also to Jesus, you can also pray to the Holy Spirit. You know, I often pray to the Holy Spirit to give me strength during difficult times. I also pray to the Holy Spirit to help me learn and to talk about a lot of different things, especially our great faith and of our wonderful church. I really love Jesus. I really love the Holy Spirit, and I really love the church. And I hope that your love is growing even bigger, too. I consider Jesus my best friend, and I truly have a personal relationship with him through prayer, and again, most especially when I go to Mass and take the Most Holy Eucharist. I hope you will also share in Jesus' love by going to Mass each week. There are links to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the Holy Bible, and other helpful links on our website, allaboutmycatholicfaith.com. We would absolutely love it if you would like to join us and help us in this mission to bring the Word of Jesus to people. And if you would like to do that, you can support us by clicking on that support button where you are listening to this podcast or on our website, allaboutmycatholicfaith.com. We would love, again, to have you join us and support us with uh, anything that you can. It would help us keep bringing these messages to you and other people. If you are Catholic, make sure you go to Mass this week and every week. You will be able to be with Jesus and his other friends and followers. The angels and saints are all there, too. If you're not Catholic, you're always welcome to come to church with us and to see and learn why we love Jesus so much. I hope you continue to listen to these lessons to keep learning about why we love Jesus and his church. If you know someone who wants to learn more about the Catholic Church, please tell them about this series. Until next time, please pray for me, and I will pray for you. God bless you, and bye for now. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast directory And if you like this podcast, make sure you leave a rating and review so we can get this message to more people. All About My Catholic Faith is a 2CJs production.